Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast, and I am your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocia. With me, as always, is the new expansion host, Sam Grezis. Yes. Uh, <laughs> try me out for try me out for a little bit, trying to expand into the the Chicago market here. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it takes off. We gotta spread. We gotta get those lucrative deals, and we just felt like expansion here mm-hmm. was the right way to go. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. If you don't like it, friends, you can always vote on our uh, on our um, draw play podcast CBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be up for grabs pretty soon. As soon as I feel like forging a document. Yeah, yeah. So, which so is we're, gonna we're, be we're never because we all know like, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, we're looking between like six months and twelve years on that one. So. Uh, don't hold your breath. You'll die. So anyway, we are in peak combine, just random off-season bullshit. Yeah, we are. It's football. Nothing nothing much. It's just like, hey, occasionally a dude will lift a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand the interest in the combine. Like We've talked about this a whole lot. It, it really is just the worst. It's like the combine is one of those things that like it makes sense why the players have to go to it and like it makes sense that they get like the measurements and everything but it's become such a weird spectacle for something that's ultimately not that important Uh uh-huh well yeah and also like people can skip it if they get like if they if they're like sick or whatever like you know a lot of a lot of these college kids are having their own pro days because they don't want to be involved in i think the pro days are arguably more important to a lot of these kids yeah I completely agree. I think the combine might be helpful to like the people who aren't big enough names to get a pro day because I feel like the people who have the pro days are the are the almost like the surefire first and second round drafters, right? Yes, who are like yeah, like Joe Burrow is going to have a pro day because that's just what he's going to do, but he doesn't have to throw or do cone drills at the combine if he doesn't want to because it's just not important. Uh huh. It's it's also just like weird. I mean, it's just weird. Right, that's weird. Looking at like human beings, it's weird. Like, They're all just running around in their it, underwear. It really, yeah, it's not. It's not great. I don't like it at all. But it's it's bizarre that like there's so many people that are interested in watching this. Yeah, right. It's like other it, than why, like other why than, do you yeah. want to watch these players run effectively the same race over and over and over again? Right. The only interest, the part of the combine that genuinely interests me is the part that we'll never get to see, and that's the player interviews. Uh huh. Yes. That's the weird shit that always comes out. It's just like, oh, hey, um, if you had seven shoelaces, how fast would it take you to tie them? Like those kind of I, I want to hear the weird nonsense questions the team are interviewing people for. I want like the hidden cameras. I want like a big brother. Right. Yes. Situation on these questions. Like I would give that's the only thing I want to see out of the combine is I want to see how stupid some of this right. stuff like is. hard knock style stuff course but yeah i guess people are in their underwear doing their weird thing Mm. this weekend and as far as i know nobody's set any records or wowed just been like oh shit he did a big jump because i haven't seen any hype yet it's just also like i don't know man i feel like the combine is is more more than it being bad and like not really i I don't know not really a thing that i feel like normal people should be watching Man, I don't think it's that helpful, even for the people it's meant to, like, even for, like, the scouts and, and GMs. I no. don't, like, 
the 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 combine presumably is is part of why Lamar Jackson's stock fell so so poorly um the year he was drafted and it's like you don't need what like why are we putting so much of an emphasis on this one day when people don't really play football they just do a bunch of drills and strength tests right why are we do, yeah. giving such a uh such a I don't know, man. Why are why are we giving such a a a a pedestal to that? Like, why are we putting the combine in such a a place of high esteem when you could have been, just been watching this guy play football, right? Like, <laughs> you could have just been watching him play college football. I mean, I can understand like the the importance of seeing mechanics, right? But again, that's all shit you could see on that's tape. Exactly. Like, ask like, their ask their coach. Pro days and tape, mm-hmm. tape and pro days. Like, there is there is technique. Tape is far more important than the combine. Right. One of the funny stories that came out of the combine so far was uh, Joe Burrow, the gar- pretty much guaranteed number one pick to the Cincinnati Bengals, and well deserved yeah. yeah. after having one of the best seasons for a college football quarterback ever. Uh-huh. Uh, he has below average sized hands for a quarterback, and th- who gives, who a, gives shit? a shit? But it's a dude. thing that they measure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I I I don't know if you saw his uh, Twitter response to that, but it's an all timer, and it immediately made me a fan of him. It was basically, I'm strongly considering retirement after being informed that my hands are <laughs> yes, slightly yeah. below average. Right, yeah. Like, come the fuck on, man. Mahomes, who had like nine and a half inch hands, was like, dude, I th- like I'm I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's all it's, this. It's just very clear stuff. that hand size doesn't mean yes. shit. So why do we care? Right. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. And this is the kind of stuff that I feel like people get up their own asses about and end up making bad decisions, like bad football decisions. Is like you yeah. don't like yes i get that the college game is different and i oh no oh crap oh oh snap we got the alert music coming in well as you could tell this is tom brady news season and we just hit the tom brady news alert which means it's time for tom brady news rumors and i'm reading right now at a uh, jeff darlington on espn is like i'm at the point now where I would be stunned if Tom Brady went back to New England. That, that okay. That sounds. That's our Tom Brady speculation tweet of the moment. That that we will keep you updated on all Tom Brady rumors upcoming soon. That sounds real and definitely not fake, and definitely not something that Jeff Darling Man just made up. You know, that definitely just sounds real and good. Mm-hmm. That's just the good stuff. Anyway, Sam, back to whatever it was you were talking about that's less important than True. Tom Brady news True. updates. I, I was just saying that, like, all, like the only thing is that uh, I I don't – I just don't understand why people get up their own ass about, about like, the combine when – like I was saying, I understand that college football is a different game, right? And people are smaller. Skill sets are different. Um you know, there's there's all that, but at the same time, it's like I don't. Can you do you not? It's it's the closest thing you've got, right? The combine is a much 
uh, a much worse substitute for the real game than college football is. I don't, I really don't understand why it is so, uh, so it makes it, I think it's that, I think it's that overthinking thing where you're looking at all these random measurements and like these little, all these little tests and stuff. And I feel like everybody's kind of looking for the one thing that's below average. Yeah. That's going to signify the bust in the future kind of thing. Sure. It's just like, oh, well, you know, he had slightly small hands. We should have seen this coming. So my my thing with this is is that the way it kind of makes sense for me to think about in my head is if we are talking about this in terms of uh, uh not not just of like how good are they at football but like like it's a stock market or something like it kind of is a little bit as as weird and bad as that is to to say and assume um if if we're talking about value, right? Value can get per player. The combine can be useful in not just like in not it, it is more useful in seeing what other teams will be willing to uh pay in terms of draft. Oh no, oh no, we've got another time. My god, they're coming fast and furious. There's just another one. Oh, according to some guy, the Patriots have still not reached out to Tom Brady. According to a source, it's not looking good. Oh, boy. Thanks, some guy, and thanks, anonymous source. It's not looking good, but we're excited to not stop talking about Heck it. Heck yeah. Back to you, Sam. Yeah, I, no, I'm just I'm just saying that I, I, I think there's there's a bit there that's like, Hey, so may, yeah, his hands are too small. Is that going to drop his uh, draft stock? Right? Is it is it looking at the stupid things that other stupid GMs look at to try and get good value for a good player that might have weird like weird measurables that people get scared about? You know what I mean? <sighs> the combine. Don't watch don't the combine. Watch it. It's people. weird. Like don't yeah, give man, don't give else. the combine views. No. Don't make them make this a bigger thing just watch the tape yeah, yeah watch the tape man request watch the tape espn classic Do tape whatever. breakdowns yes. you're gonna learn more about the the sport of football if you watch the tape anyway because there's way more to pay attention to you're not seeing players do things in a controlled environment right. like the 40 yard dash is the epitome of everything that is wrong with the combine. yes oh my god nobody in football runs in a straight line nobody runs in their underwear they run in heavy pads right. and they have to do a lot more than just sprint as fast as they can they have to do cuts they have to pay attention to where the ball is they have to block and fade defenders the 40 yard dash tells you basically nothing about a football player it's worth. well it's so, it's don't the only thing the only thing it tells is is that if like if a player is able to shake all the defenders right and has beaten everyone like it's how likely is a defender uh gonna be to catch up to them or if you are a defender how likely are you to close on you know a receiver or running back uh you know, if they have beaten you already, if they've like beaten the rest of the defense, it, but like yeah. that's not. It kind of, 
it might be a good indicator that if you're a kick returner yeah. and you get the kick and you happen to be running and just so happens that Bane decides to right. blow up the exactly. football field yes. behind uh-huh. you, like, will you be able to outrun the explosion? Right. The 40-yard dash time might be able to give a good indication of that. However, the only time that's happened so far, Heinz Ward was be able to outrun uh-huh. it. So I have fairly strong confidence that, it, like, as long as you're faster than Heinz Ward, which, for a football player, isn't the no. hardest thing to do. He's probably about medium speed range, especially at the age he was when he outran the explosion. Right. So you don't really have to... It's just not a big test. If you like, if anything, we should just have a combine test where they do outrun explosions. Mm-hmm. You know, call it the Bane test. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I'd fucking watch that for sure. For sure. I, I like it, it's what else happened I, I was just gonna say oh, the okay. last thing no, is like you, you watch you watch great running backs like find lanes and and break into open space and the thing that I is always so uh obvious to me and so interesting to me is that when they are like the best running backs look slow on tape you know what I mean because they're patient, they yeah, pick I do. their moments, and and when they cut, they cut hard, and and like they change direction yeah. very quickly, um, which doesn't necessarily equate to straight line speed, right? the The most important like stretch of yardage for a running back is like the the five yards between like where they line up behind the line of scrimmage and you know, behind the, the linebackers, right? Like that's, that's, that's it. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you on the 40. You know what I would want to see out of a a future combine? I want to see them take away things like the long jump or anything. And I want, I want them to make essentially not quite like an American Ninja course Uh or whatever, but like a discovery zone. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, obstacle yeah. Obstacle yeah. course. Yes, yes. Like you got to like you got to see the players run through the rooms with all the hanging punching bags and then they got to climb up the rope ladder and then they got to I don't know, take the little zip line into the ball pit. They got to get through the ball pit. Like what's your ball pit? Yes. Fuck I want to yes. know how how fast you are through the ball pit, especially if there's pee in there, which we know there is. Mm-hmm. We got to throw like throw the ball into a ball pit and then have like three combine players all have to wrestle for it because that's the fumble simulator. Like how efficient are you at getting the football in a difficult, uncontrolled environment? Like I want to know players ball pit times. Yes, absolutely. I want to know how fast they can slide down that, uh, that like slide with the rolling cylinder thing. That always felt really good oh, on my man, back. Oh man, that thing always hurt your tailbone yes, so much. Yes, I was going to say, it felt really good on my back, really, really hurt my ass. <laughs> yeah, that, w- that was really fun to like lay down, almost like reverse and kind of like lift your head up and then just, so it didn't like hit right. the back Oh of your yeah, head that was, just went that down was backwards. fucking worst. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I I miss discoveries. There was a there was a thing where they're reopening one of them in I think it's Cincinnati, and a bunch of like a bunch of '90s kids were like, "Heck yeah, this is awesome!" Before they realized that no, it's still just for kids. You fucking pervert idiots. 
stop. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would I would be able to get through Discovery Zone at my current 63 frame. Right. right. Uh the the tunnels might pose a problem. I, I I think there's like money in doing some shit like I mean if you can do a fucking barcade, right? You can do you can make a discovery zone for adults. In fact, I know that I know that there's money in that because there is one. It exists. I haven't been. I really want to go. It's called the City Museum. It's in St. Louis. Um and I have wanted to go for probably actually the better part of a decade and I just even though St. Louis is pretty close that to here. That does sound fun. I haven't been able to make the hike out yet, so. I feel like if I went into a Discovery Zone pit, or like a basically an adult Discovery Zone zone at this age, I'd still be so worried about accidentally twisting something. Oh, sure, sure. I would, I mean, I would my be ankle. even more. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run through this. And then I turn the corner and, oh, I just rolled my ankle a little bit. Uh, all right, hold on, guys. Like, we can't play tag right now. Like, I know I know we were playing tag, but get, just, like, give me, like, five minutes to walk this off, we all right? We don't uh, have those rubbery kid bones anymore. That's the thing, man. It's more dangerous, no, we right? We'd have we, to we sign just, a whole like, bunch of waivers. bounce off. Like, the idea of jumping into a ball pit when I was a kid was delightful. The idea of jumping into a ball pit now is I can only think of, like, the hard plasticness oh, of yeah. it. And how I'm not going to be able to tell where the bottom is and how it's probably going to hurt, like, my shins. And then I'm just going to take the ball and I'm going to beam people with them and people are going to beam me with them. Because, you know, you had to throw the balls at your friends. Yeah. It it's one of those things where nostalgia makes it great, but like the reality is, it's not going to be fun <laughs> as an adult whatsoever. Uh, oh, 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 oh shit! Sam, Sam, it's 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 breaking news. Tom Brady, Tom Brady news alert. Um, Michael David Smith on Twitter, a person who notoriously late earlier this year tweeted that he thought Mitch Trubisky was the best quarterback in the NFC North. Um, he says, I think some team is going to blow Tom Brady away by offering him a lot more money than the Patriots are offering. The Patriots offer $30 million a year. I could see some other owner offering $50 million a year for business reasons rather than football reasons. Then Brady has a decision to make. I... Can we just go I, – I realize that this is a bit, right? But, like, can we just g- talk about that for a second? Because – It's real there, stupid there is and it's so, a bad take. There is so much wrong with that. First of all, Tom Brady has never been money motivated because he makes so, – like At least not in, like, terms of football. I, yeah. yeah I, it's, it's, he's always been motivated by, like, what team – is going to be a winner. Like what get, what team gives me the best chance to win? It's always been the Patriots, but that's what he's talked about. Financially, he doesn't fucking need to work, right? He could, he could, and probably he would he's set for the rest of his play life for free. Not even, not even that, but just because Giselle is so rich, right? To, to yeah. a much, to a much larger extent than Tom Brady is. Uh, Giselle is the moneymaker in the Tom household. Brady's not the breadwinner no, in his he's family. Not. Tom Tom Brady is the supplemental exactly. income of his family. Yeah, yeah. They probably fucking have a Money mortgage is split that is, that is like Giselle pays 70, uh, Tom Brady pays 30 of the bills, right? If, if it's 
like out of like out of all their houses, Tom Brady probably pays for like the shed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so like the the fact that it's just that that is a take from someone who has never who doesn't just who doesn't know Tom Brady's career at all. I it and it's funny to me. It's very funny. Tom Brady is dumb. I saw like the Tom Brady. No, you know what? I'm sure there will be more Tom Brady updates within the. That's hour, fair, and we can. We got our it finger then. on the button, but I, I would like to talk about like some other media nonsense that happened this yes, week. Please. So, as we do, we talk about the Cleveland Browns an awful lot on oh, this podcast. Boy. Probably second only to dissing Tom Brady and the Patriots. But there was some Browns drama this week. There was actually Browns drama last week, too, and we didn't have an episode then. So I guess we can curse, give a cursory mention to Greg Robinson, who had uh, more weight in pot than my wife and my dog together. Wild. Absolutely wild. It's just an insane amount of weed. So much weed, though. Got. They got stopped in Texas at, like, a random checkpoint. They weren't, like, crossing the border or anything. They were trying to drive from L.A. to Thibodeau, Louisiana, which I only mentioned because I have beef with Thibodeau, but I will refrain from explaining (laughs) why, because it's probably not as interesting as people want it to be. Fair. But they got Greg Robinson and some other former NFL player got caught. Greg, it's kind of a bust. Like... It was the second overall pick. Yeah, I forgot about in, that. I, until 2014, 2013. I think it was 2014. Yeah. But picked by the Jeff Fisher Rams. So obviously he was kind of in a bad place from the start. But he he's on his third team. He is presumably going to be released by the Browns this offseason and signed somewhere else. Uh, well, now it, his... He's facing up to 20 years. I doubt he'll get that much. That's wild. That is such... I didn't see the... It I didn't is. see the max sentence for that. It's fucking weed. It's just weed. I guess, like... It is just weed. I guess it's, like, intent like, to I, sell. I, I realize that 157 pounds of weed, like, you're doing a criminalization yeah. there. Like, that. that's not, like, just a guy who has some weed and is smoking it and is unfairly getting arrested and put in jail for that like he he was doing a legit crime it, it is a crime yeah and i guess they got him in but Texas 20 years like, fucking 20 years for trying yeah. to sell weed jesus 20, christ 20 years he's not i i really he better not get any That's, jail time I, I hope he just gets a lot of probation yeah i really especially especially when like pretty much everyone is in favor favor of legalizing marijuana now like come on man that would just really really suck everyone with a brain is in favor of legalizing marijuana yeah. it's like hey like it's not it's really not that it's bad not that you guys it's just it's just weed uh-huh. i don't i don't even really smoke it and i'm like i who cares who cares i don't care go smoke your weed Right. Uh, the other Browns drama that happened was there is a Browns beat reporter who was doing a radio show about the Browns just this past week. Um, I'm currently trying to find his name. Um, I think it's like Grossi or something like that. Yeah, it was. I, th- I think that's correct. Yeah, but anyway, there's this dude. 
and he finishes up like a radio interview or like a, a, some sort of interview and they don't they haven't cut the mics yet and he's talking with his co-host about like oh who are these other quarterbacks like other teams have like oh they got home so oh they got like like all these other guys it's just like all these other quarterbacks that are really good and then he specifically says well and we got this fucking midget yeah in reference to baker mayfield on air you can hear it there's literal video of not the guy who says it but the two people who are also talking and you could see one guy's reaction like oh that's not good right yeah yeah because it's not it's a fucking slur yeah you can't you can't say that and i i apologize if anybody was bothered by that but you can't you can't say yeah, that you can't you can't fucking say that that's 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 really it's, mean and they're little uh-huh. people and also fuck you russell wilson is really good and he's tiny so eat yeah shit. really just don't yeah don't be a fucking asshole he's also also he's six one yeah how is that small like He's just, uh, he obviously is just a bad person. It was like, it was a fucking, like, heated gamer moment. Just wanted to fucking say something offensive. Fucking asshole. So apparently, um, there, this guy and Baker have beef. Tony Grossi has, and Baker Mayfield have beef. There's beef yes. here. Yeah, they've I, been... I missed this at some point last year, but at some point at last season, there was an interview and he just he asked like a dipshit question and Baker just got up and walked out of the interview. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, I missed this entire news story last season. So this is all new to me. But he walked out and Baker got a bunch of heat for like not taking the press stuff seriously. But I was reading up in a lot of Browns forums and stuff about this. Browns fans all hate this guy. They yeah. think this dude is a hack who's not happy with where he is and he, he's he's all really mean on baker so i can kind of understand why he doesn't seem like a pleasant person nope but he has been suspended indefinitely for calling baker mayfield a derogatory slur i feel like like the slur is obviously um the easy thing to call out as bad but like if you listen to the context it's not really the slur that's necessarily the problem. It's the sheer contempt he clearly has for the player he's supposed to be reporting right. on it's, and communicating yeah. with within the organization. It's definitely, but well, because because one leads to the other, right? It's he wanted to fucking call yeah. him something, and then and then he called. He just him wanted to insult him, and so he used that slur, right? So like, it's it's like there there are two different problems here right and one led to the other one that he's a hateful person obviously just wanted to say something mean about baker mayfield and then a fucking wheel of mean things to say like popped up in his brain and oops it landed on something really offensive what a dick <sighs> so good for you tony grassi for being a complete dipshit I'm glad you're suspended indefinitely. You don't deserve to be still talking because you're a dick. He fucking he he you had are. a he had like a mealy mouthed uh, apology to like I didn't mean to offend. It was it was the basically the I, I'm I'm the sorry I would never I I would never mean this and just all that it, you know the typical yeah. apology non apology yeah. kind of thing. Yeah.
Oh, oh shit, Sam! Big alert, big alert! It's Tom Brady news flash time. According to Pro Football Talk, rumors are that the Giants are one of the potential Tom Brady suitors. So how do you feel about that? I think this is Pro Football Talk reaching very <laughs> deep into their own colon to basically grab their own esophagus from the other direction like, and then yank it, it and then it's inside out pu- now pull it and then wrap it around their neck and then hang it from a ceiling fan and then spin around doing jazz Good. hands okay that is like this is so stupid this, the yeah. idea that the giants and tom brady are going to end up together in any way that either team that either brady or or the giants would None of this, nothing about this makes sense and deserves, and pro football talk sucks. Like, if you look at this, there's there's no way this would ever happen. The Giants already drafted their quarterback of yeah, the future yes. last year, and he got most of the starts last season. They're probably happy with the Jones pick. They just got rid of Eli's contract, which was a whole bunch of money that they didn't really want to spend because he was old and didn't have much time left. So that's off the books. They got a lot more time. They're not going to spend it on a 43-year-old quarterback. And Brady, because he's got dumbass competitor brain, he's going to be smart enough to not go to the Giants in the next two years where they're going to be in the middle of a fucking rebuild. We're not competing. Tom Brady's got – he's reportedly looking for like a two-year contract. He's got – Roughly two years left right. if he has anything still left in the tank. Like, that's what he still wants to play. There's no reason for him to go to a team that has no chance of competing. The Giants have no chance of competing. He's going to want to win another chip because I can guarantee you the only thing that's driving Tom Brady at this point is the idea that he's a system quarterback. Right. And he wants to prove that he can win without Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. That's which it. is that's That's why Tom Brady is, is still really, there. Which is really, really funny. That this is all happening now to me because I don't think – I mean, can you think of a team that is that you think is just a quarterback away? Because I, I honestly um, can't. I don't think that team is in the league. Question. Um, Let me look at this. Okay, so let's, let's see. You can make me an argument for oh, the Buccaneers. Geez, Raiders. You could make me an argument for the Buccaneers, but it would, you you that could would be if if Jameis Winston threw half of his interceptions last year, there's a pretty good chance the Bucks would have made. Yeah, the I right. And then and then I guess like when you get to the playoffs, it's fucking who who the fuck knows, right? Um, yeah, I guess you could make an argument kind of for the Bills. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. I, mean, I really don't. I mean, know. Josh Allen wasn't. Great. But he wasn't that bad um, either, Colts, you know? The Colts the Colts were a, a playoff team with healthy Andrew Luck. Um, and then this year they were saddled with biscuits. Yeah. That that didn't really work out. Yeah, but, so, but I, I, I also I mean I, I don't know. I also hmm. think the Colts the the like the supporting cast of the Colts has has also like really kind of regressed the Rams, too. The Rams? You, you want to argue that the Rams are a quarterback Shit. away? <laughs> there, there might be something there to that. <laughs> no, their offensive line is complete. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, like, but it would also good be with really, line. really, really funny for Tom Brady to go to the Rams and win a championship with the Rams and then retire. 
it would be a really really funny full circle kind of thing it actually would be amazing if he goes to the rams they go up against the patriots and he slams like i would honestly be i would love that if this happened i would love to see tom brady go like if tom brady's gonna go to another super bowl which i don't want i wouldn't mind seeing him on the rams do it against the patriots that would be Unironically, there, there are a couple, and I would, I would cease to ever. Oh shit! Speaking of Tom oh my Brady, God. there's more Tom Brady. It's a Tom news. Brady news break um, in the middle of a Tom Brady news break. This is unprecedented. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady's representatives are reportedly meeting with the Chargers, Colts, and Raiders at the combine. Oh my God! Tom Brady to the Raiders. Tom Brady to the Raiders. Vegas Brady. Oh boy. Oh man. This is the first I, I keep forgetting Vegas is like happening this year. Yeah. We're yeah. literally getting Vegas. It's real. It's real now. Uh, have you seen the stadium? No, no, I saw some like mock-ups like months ago, like the CG stuff. Um but Yeah, I I I hate myself, but I think it looks pretty cool. No, let me cool. see. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay, so what is it fucking called? I don't fucking know. Raiders stadium vegas allegiant stadium uh images yeah no this is cool this is cool this this is oh shit sam it's more oh my god it's happening so much (laughs) the tom brady famous combine pictures anniversary i believe 20th year anniversary is this week the the combine anyway the raider stadium does look pretty sweet the combine picture what uh, the famous picture of him standing there in the shorts oh with his like frumpy dad yeah bod, okay yeah where he, he looks like a the kind of guy you'd shove into a locker okay sure cool this is this is the brady before he started taking nutrition advice from a quack dog got it got it got it yeah, no, I'm 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 liking the the Raider Stadium uh, mock up. I I think it's I think that this is really cool. It it reminds me a lot of those beautiful like multi purpose uh, Olympics arenas because um, it's got the kind of open air thing and that weird like wavy aesthetic to it that always makes me think of like an you know the Olympic uh, fields. Hey, speaking speaking of, Dave, uh, we're looking at another Summer Olympics, and I I think if I'm not mistaken, this is only the second Summer Olympics since we have uh, started the podcast. You know what that means, right? It's back, dude. It's it's. It's it's time to bring back It's steeplechase season, my dude. It's steeplechase season. Well, it's going to be. So we we just got to be it's on that. It's going to be steeplechase season. Yep. You think you're interested in the XFL? This isn't an XFL podcast. This is a steeplechase yes. podcast. And we're going to give you steeplechase updates. Mm-hmm. You got to get Ray back on. We, we got to get Ray back on for steeplechase 2020. Absolutely. Hashtag steeplechase 2020. It's fucking happening. Uh, there, I can't find any news. Okay, well, here we go. Um, hopefuls to compete for a spot in steeplechase. Colleen Quigley devotes to steeplechase. 
Uh, Colleen Quigley, uh, you may remember, this is her second uh, trip to the Olympics. She was, uh, yeah, she was the Colorado, I feel like we actually talked about her uh, um, uh, four years ago. Uh, she... It's certainly possible. Yeah, I can't, I can't really, 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 really remember. Um, I'm trying to... Yeah, so she did compete in Rio, uh, but I don't believe that she, uh, she meddled. Um, and she is now probable for the 2020, uh, Tokyo Olympics. I'm, I, I want to look up and see, I don't know if, like, I'm... I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Okay, here we we go. Here's a writer's analysis of the outlook for Team USA runners at the 2020 Olympics um, for the 3,000-meter steeplechase. This is by Samantha Wexler on Old Golden Black, the Wake Forest student paper. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Emma Coburn uh, was the one we were – was our – our star four years ago. That name is actually oh, Emma. very familiar oh, Emma. to me. Um, uh, That's a good name for a sports yeah. person. Emma Coburn. She, uh, she took home bronze uh, in Rio uh, with a blistering speed of nine minutes and seven seconds. Um, Calling quickly finished. For how long? Like, is the steeplechase always like a the same length of a track? Is there like a... Like a short steeplechase th- and a long steeplechase. I don't think I ever figured no, that out. No, I, I think the steeplechase is just the one thing because it's it's got jumps, water, and it's a three thousand meter rate. I think that is just it. Um, I don't yeah, think there is okay. like a one thousand meter uh, steeplechase. I think it's just the steeplechase. Um, so yeah, Emma Coburn is one to watch uh, going into Tokyo. Uh, you know, coming coming with off of a bronze, uh, she'll be looking to medal. Colin Quigley finished eighth uh, in Rio, um, is probable to make uh, Team USA. Uh, Courtney Frerichs uh, wa- took home 11th in 2016. Uh, she could make the team again. Uh, and this writer says that the the team, team USA is probably going to be Coburn, Quigley, and Frerichs. Um, uh, Coburn... Uh, has improved on her Olympics time uh, at the IIAF World Championships. Uh, she cut a wow, that's yeah, she cut like a little bit over five seconds off her time, uh, and for an overall second place finish. So she's like, she's like heating up. Uh, Ferrix um also uh improved on her time. She she placed sixth overall. <coughs> Pardon me. Um. And honest, you are honestly, uh, at least um, Stephanie, this writer, um, or Samantha, I'm sorry, Samantha Wexler, um, uh, is is making the claim that this could be one of the most dominant trios in any of the track events um, for I, not Whoa. just the U.S. but for any something country. to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so oh shit, fuck steeplechase! It's time for Tom Brady news. Gazelle was asked where she'll be living this year. Gazelle said, I would love to know, but I don't know that yet. Wherever my husband is happy to play. So we'll see. Wow. All right. So, so let's read into that. Where can we, can we anagram that where, wherever my husband is willing to play? Was that it? 
Okay. Yes, wherever my husband is happy. Where, oh, 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 I see. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Wherever. Okay, so wherever. wherever my husband is happy playing. That's that's it? That's the one? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get mm-hmm. anagrams. Input is too long. Fuck. Uh. Uh, all right. Let me <laughs> let me see if I can find another one. Anagram solver. Husband is happy? I don't uh, know. Interrupt to 15. No, 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 no. It's it's got to be All right, here we go. So wherever my husband is happy playing. That's it? Yeah, okay. And yeah. Downloading dictionary. Here we go. Finding two-word anagrams. Nope. Probably not on that one. <laughs> uh so yeah, we'll we'll have to check back to do the uh to do the um uh analysis on that one. Uh but yeah, this is this is exciting. Um uh, we're also looking at the the American men uh, who you will remember absolutely nailed it uh, in 2016 with all three Team USA representatives finishing in the top three. Um, wait, no, that's not true. No, because 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 say, we got a silver. Like, was we, Evan, it? J, uh, Evan Yeager, we got a silver. Um, uh, he lost uh, to well, he he followed. Was it to, was it to the Kenyans? Yeah. I felt like last time we like learned that like this is the Kenyans. Yes, this is yeah. This is race. this is this, this is the Kenyans event. Exactly. To lose. Yes. Um, he was just behind Capruto of Kenya. Um, and uh, yeah. So he was he was uh joined in the top ten. I think that was just a typo. All three representatives from from America on the men's side did finish in the top three. Um, the other two finished in seventh and eighth. Uh, respectively, um, I'm looking, so, uh, Jaeger had a really bad injury in 2019, so he did run pretty well, uh, apparently recently in a 3,000 meter indoor race, uh, but we're, it's unsure whether he is fully recovered, um, or at least not fully recovered, but if he is in pre-injury form, um, yeah, so we'll we'll see. It it looks like uh the women's team is a little bit stronger than the men's team this time around. Um I'm really excited to see uh who ends up representing us. Big big news. We are going to get more into steeplechase in the upcoming weeks and I hope you're as excited Hell for yeah. it as we Hell are. Yeah. Before we go, I think we're probably going to have to talk about the biggest subject this week and that's CBA, the new CBA boys. that has more or less it is currently kind of under vote it's like some prominent players like Wilson and Rogers came out against yeah, it, which, which is good great. for them because this is absolutely going to fuck over the players long term. Yes. But there are some things in the CBA that I think are worth discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one is the 17 game season. God, I can't believe that. No, no second bye week. <sighs> no, just, just remove one of the preseason games Stick an extra game on there, and that's and that's that. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. If you're gonna give us more games, give us more bye weeks. I want more bye weeks. I would love a three bye week season. 
If you want to give us an extra game, throw another bye week in there, throw another two bye weeks in there so that every team has like a like a hockey period break right. where they can where they can take a rest and get kind of healed up like in the first quarter of the season, like in the in the middle of the season, then towards the end of the season, and you can stagger them all. You get more weeks of football. Like that's the thing that I don't get. Like the play like yeah, why does it have to fit? People like, are like why? Why like, is there so such a? Why not lengthen the season? Yeah, why? It doesn't matter. No one cares. Lengthen the season and add bye weeks because that's gonna be great for revenue because it's more weeks that football is on television, and there's more weeks where there'll be a more manageable slate of games to talk about. Right. Like there's gonna be few weeks where all the teams are playing at once. But between week four and week 10 or 11, whenever the last bye week is, like, there's you're always playing with, like, 10 games instead of 16. So just throw in a couple more bye weeks to stagger them out so that fans can have, like, more weeks of football where they can pay attention to other teams a little bit more frequently. Right. Uh, that's, that's more primetime games you get. It's it's it it just seems to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of eliminate Thursday night football, just stick in more bye weeks, and yeah, you're gonna have your team not pay attention on the bye weeks every once in a while. But then you could have like strategic scheduling. I just I just think more bye weeks makes sense for football. It makes sense for player safety. It makes sense for a lot of stuff. Why are we not I, doing I, that? Why are we just throwing another fucking game on the I end there? I think it's because the owners know that if we were to lengthen the season like that, uh, the players would demand more money. Because because literally they are like the season will be longer. I, I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it, well, it does make sense, right? But like, it doesn't make sense that if they're trying to add like a game instead of a preseason game, yes, the players should be paid more for that as well. Um, Do players get paid for bye weeks? I think so. I mean, it's got to be... It's gotta. I be, don't know if that's it's true. It's got to be in the... Because uh, um, I, mean, I don't know, actually, like, I know they get game know. checks. Yeah, they get game but checks. But let's see. They're, they're also paid a salary, Do right? Do NFL players get paid for bye weeks? get paid on bye weeks let's see players typically receive their salary over the course of the 17 week regular season teams with wild round buys will effectively um hmm uh, it's mostly talking about it's i guess they get the cut like when they uh like I guess it's just sort of allocated over the f- the seventeen weeks anyway, and so they will get a paycheck for that week, uh-huh. but it it's not specific. It's it's just like because they've already allocated everything out right. for the entire season. I guess, I, I, yeah. I guess I mean if they're gonna add another game to the season, the players are still gonna get paid more anyway. Uh-huh. So, and they're, the players are technically only getting paid for 16 games, even if they're getting paid for 17 weeks. So if you had another bye week, you're just stretching that out further. So the players might ask for more money, but the 
owners seem pretty willing. Like part of the CBA is that like the base salary here is getting right. bumped like twenty percent, right. which and like on the surface sounds pretty good, and it's something that needs to be done yes. anyway. But um, I everything about it seems like it makes sense to me, and I there's got to be some bullshit dumb owner reason why it's I, not. I, yeah, for sure. For sure. I also think that there's a I, well, the 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 sick thing to me about this whole CBA thing is Adam Schefter and I like I I just uh, Ugh, fuck Adam Schefter man. Dude went on like a fucking soapbox about how like he was tweeting about how like oh yeah the oh are- shit hold oh. on about Adam okay. Schefter's tweets. We have to talk about Adam Schefter's tweets, but actually not Adam Schefter's tweets. Adam Schefter talked about how Tom Brady, it's not looking good for him to go back to New England. Uh But according to Peter King, he's hearing the opposite, that it's pretty likely that Tom Brady will head back to New England. Okay. Back to you, Sam. Yeah, fair. He also said that the the current CBA guarantees um, NFL players more of a share of, uh, of profits than any other sport which is untrue uh they're behind pretty much every other major sport and it just it makes me it really sucks that in order to like have this kind of access to the nfl you know it just makes me really think about the the relationship that reporters have with the nfl um and and what is assumed about that relationship. It's kind of gross that you can't really trust reporters anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is kind of a thing that I've sort of noticed by following a different industry, which was uh the game industry. Yeah, right. And I don't yes. know if I don't I don't know if you're like a big if you know or follow who Jim Sterling is. I do, is. yes. Uh, I, I've been following He's Jim Sterling great. for a long time. I love him. But I've been following him for a long time, and he's kind of gone on. Like, he doesn't do reviews anymore because nobody really sends him review Uh copies because he is essentially someone who's going to give his actual opinion. He's not going to toe the line. These companies have the ability to just reject reporters and not allow them to do their jobs because the reporters might not say what they want to do. It's effectively being paid off, and that's like – What's happening with Schefter? Schefter is essentially being told to toe the line and everything instead of doing his job, which should be fairly neutral. Right, exactly. Right. He's he's a beat reporter, right? It was it's like Schefter is known for like getting fucking scoops, not like Yeah, that that's his thing. He's he's in there, he's getting the reports, he's gonna find out who gets cut. Like that's his job. That's why I remember when he was on NFL Network, and my friend was like, "Dude, I love Schefter. He's always right." Yeah. And he, at that time, he kind of was. was. He was always like, the he first was, one to get there. Yeah. Like the NBA famously has uh, Adrian Wojnarowski or like, Waj, Waj, yeah, Waj, Waj bombs. bombs. Waj. He has Waj. He, he was the Waj of the NFL. Like he was the guy who always had the scoop. He was always right. But as soon as he got on ESPN, he started having to toe the line, and he started having to be a personality. So, like, he's giving his opinions on, like, where players should go or, like, who's going to win games, which isn't his fucking job. It's not Adam Schefter's job to make predictions on where players are going to go. It's Adam Schefter's job to report on what those players are doing. 
Also, it's apparently Adam Schefter's job to tweet out medical records. I, yeah, I stress that's enough. so fucked. He tweeted out medical records. That was illegal. He couldn't do that. He did it anyway. Do not let him get away with that because that was horseshit. Right. Yes. It sucks, and I hate it. Anyway, uh, other other aspect of the new CBA that's under approval is seven teams in each conference getting into the playoffs. I am. I I feel like that's too many teams. Yeah. Yeah. There's an aspect of this that I like, and it's the aspect that it removes the bye week for seed number yes. two, which is kind of bullshit it's kind of bullshit that the second best team in the conference also gets a rest week Mm -hmm. like no like if you if you want a rest week be the best team don't be the second best team don't give no fucking 2019 green bay packers a rest week but i don't know if i want another team because that would have like the sixth seed, like this year was we were kind of spoiled in that the sixth seed, especially in the AFC, was the Titans, and the Titans surprised everybody, and that was worth it. But for the most part, the teams that are fighting for the sixth seed are the teams that are barely on the bubble and kind of squeak in due to a little luck. Do you want two of those teams? It's just gonna water down the playoffs, and I don't know if that's what we need. I agree. I agree with that like a hundred percent. Um, if we are going to do that, it's, I, I almost want them to just completely and utterly shake it up. Like remove all bye weeks, just make players just like flip coins or make, make some of the weird seeds play each other. Like the two worst seeds get to play each other. The two best seeds get to play each other. Can you imagine how funny it would have been if we got to see Packers, Niners, in the wild card Holy week. Holy shit, that like, would be amazing. The, 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 like, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to put in another team in each side, you might as well put two teams in each side yes. so that we can do what every other sport does and, and have the eighth seed face the one right, seed. Right, right. Because I, that I think way, that it's is the still way kind of a bye yeah. week. Yes, exactly. Exactly, like, exactly, exactly. Like, leave that shit alone or let in half of the league uh-huh. because literally that's what it is. Like if you if you let in half of the league into the playoffs with eight eight teams per conference, at least we won't have bye weeks, and it'll be more playoff football. Mm-hmm. But now we're gonna have like it's it's kind of perfect in the way the playoffs are set up, and that we have four games for the first two weeks. And they're staggered very appropriately one after each other. Throwing another game in the mix is like, where are we going to put it? Uh-huh. Where are we going to play that third game that's going to matter? Like, what's going – like, I, this seven just feels like a half-ass attempt to gain more revenue because playoff games make money, and I don't like it. Right. I don't like right. it. I don't like it, Sam. For sure. Um, I think I've cracked the code, by the way. Oh, what is this code? Uh, the the anagrams. I finally I finally uh, run, run all the numbers. I have I have gone into the hacker mainframe and I've I figured out uh, I figured out the code. Uh, so the anagram uh, translates from wherever my husband is happy. Uh, that that is I think the key phrase there. Um, 
And here's what I've come up with. Wear a very shy nip humps dab. <laughs> so you say you've cracked the code, but I'm more <laughs> mystified than ever. It's it's well, I've cracked the first part of the code. It's wear a very okay. uh yeah, wear a very shy nip humps dab. So all we got to do is find out where a very shy nip hump stab. Where, where do where do very shiny nip hump stab? Where do, where do they dab? Um, Maybe we'll find out next week on Intentional Sounding. But in the meantime, Sam. Yes. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grezes <laughs> as I go through this uh, this this mystery, or on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave, I'm Dropplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, on Facebook at the Dropplay Comic, on Instagram at Dropplay Dave, and of course on the Dropplay.com. Thank you for listening. And, oh, it seems we have one final Tom Brady alert. Sam, according to DrawPlayDave on Twitter and according to Sam Grezis on Twitter, uh, Tom Brady is a little bitch. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, Mike, what are you doing? I was just thinking about this idea for a Hook sequel with way more alcoholism and PTSD. Hey, what if we made a sequel to Space Jam, where instead of Michael Jordan playing basketball, they play Quidditch and it's with Daniel Radcliffe? What about a Bug's Life 2, but it's a heist? Or a sequel to Good Burger, where Kel is an heir to an inheritance, and he has a long-lost twin who is also played by Kel Mitchell. Also, Groundhog's Day, what if- Hold on, Madison. Why don't we put these pitches for movies that never got sequels or prequels on our podcast, The Equalizers? Oh, you mean the one we release every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all other places podcasts are found? Yeah, that one. Ooh, and maybe sometimes we have some of our writer friends on as well to hear their wild ideas for sequels or prequels. Okay, but can you promise me no sequels with body horror, communist themes, or talk about John C. Riley's penis? I can't, and I won't. Great. Well, my Monday mornings just got pretty fucking weird. All of ours have, Madison. All of ours have. Find the Equalizers podcast everywhere podcasts are found, as well on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching The Equalizers. That's E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel. Hi, I'm Daniel Poole. And I'm Quentin Bongratz. We are Double Issue, a weekly fiction podcast. So, we got this superhero universe. Some weeks we write and read stories set in that world. Other weeks, we have conversations digging into the lore and characters. All weeks, we have a good fun time. Meet our cast of super characters like Amy Dangerous, Boulder Shark, Cup Hands, Broadband and Dial-Up, Moonglow, Double Take, Hildy the Hunter, Quake, and many more. So join us every Thursday at doubleissue.show or wherever podcasts are sold.